Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, March 14th. I'm doing it on the 15th. I'm buried in this movie. I apologize. And this thing's only going to be a half hour long. Just ride with me for the next three weeks, and then I'll be wrapped on the movie. Uh, we'll be doing podcast sliders. You guys are going to drop some pounds here the next few weeks. Um, yeah, I've just been busting my ass, and uh, I was going to try to do the podcast Sunday night, and um, or maybe Monday. I don't even know what happened. Monday, I ate a salad. You know, because I'm trying to be in actor shape and I fucking, and then I had a slice of Domino's pizza and I got, all of a sudden I felt bad. I was just like, was that the Domino's pizza? And everybody, in, you know, on sets going, well, dude, you've been eating so clean. You probably got a lactose intolerance, you know, from the pizza, or whatever. I'm like, well, you know, you kind of have to be like at least a 12 pack in for Domino's to taste good or at least have an edible you know, so I was kind of blaming the pizza. And I got to tell you something, I got to apologize to Domino's pizza. It wasn't the pizza, it was the salad. And I ended up getting like some low level of food poisoning. Um, dude, I got to tell you something. Um, I went to bed that night and had to get up like three times an hour the whole night. And it was the ex- the exorcist and the sequel at the same time, if you know what I mean. Let's just say uh, uh, the salad utilized every exit. (laughs) But what was amazing was I got this great night's sleep despite getting up what felt like two to three times an hour because I was so exhausted. My body was so worn out from fighting this thing that my big head would hit the pillow and I would immediately just hit REM sleep. And I woke up. I was weak as hell, and my lower back was killing me from convulsing over the fucking toilet. I mean, like, this shit would not stop coming out until it was just bile. Um, But I got to tell you something. I don't mind puking. I know there's a lot of people, they hate puking. I actually, I think the noises you make are fucking hilarious when you go, you know, when you get really towards whatever is left, you know, just laugh. I was kind of cracking up, and then... uh, And then after you puke, you feel so much better. You feel so much better. Like uh, underrated, underrated, the feeling right after puking. And I'm not talking about the embarrassment or shame, you know, if you're like a fucking parking lot, you know, before a game tailgating. I mean, that's that's kind of that's not a good feeling. But like, you know, this just something in your body and your body wants it out of you. Puking's also underrated because it's getting it out way quicker than on the other end. Because the other end, it got into you. It went through the whole thing, you know. It kind of got past that first line of security. And then it got into your intestines. And that's when people start whispering, what the fuck is this? And then, all right, buddy, it's time for you to go, right? And that's it, right? That actually, my Jim Brewer used to have this great fucking bit about your stomach puking. Something with the stomach was like the bouncer and it got everybody out of the club. Wow. I just went back almost 30 years in the fucking comedy brain there. Um, anyway, so um, so you know what you do after you have a night of that shitting and puking and everything, you know? If you're a big Hollywood phony, the first thing you do when you wake up, what do you do? Do you get some electric electrolytes? Do you drink some Gatorade? No, you jump on the scale and you're like, woo, drop two and a half pounds, baby. <laughs> I know, it's sad, it's pathetic, but it is what it is. I'm recording this on my phone because I can't find my other thing. 
because my life is a mess right now. But um, I will tell you this. The, the movie is going... Uh, it's going amazing. It's really going amazing. And I got a very nice letter from uh, the people that gave us the money saying how much they're enjoying the daily. So I don't know. I'm getting a little excited here. I'm getting a little excited. What's going on out in the world? Only thing I know is the gas prices are high. Which this is yet another time where I thought I would just wish regular people were organized. You know? It's like we told, we made, we made... The gas prices go down to like two bucks a gallon, a dollar ninety a gallon in 2020 by all staying home and not driving. Granted, the government told us to stay home. I ain't fucking staying home. I don't trust the government. Um, they're bombing Iraq. That's great. Support the troops. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh. You know, we made it go down. So why don't we just all just like drive less? If you're working somewhere and somebody lives kind of near you, why don't you commute? Fuck these gas companies. Okay? They keep doing this shit where it was like they didn't know the pandemic was coming. So they had all of this fuel and then we didn't use it. So the supply and demand thing. So then we, we, we start buying it again. And then what do they do? They stop producing it. And then they're like, oh, we don't have as much. They do it on purpose. They're greedy cunts. They pay all the politicians, the Republicans, the blue ties, the Obamas, the Trumps, the Bidens, the Clintons. They pay all of them. They pay all of them. You know, and so they don't do anything about it. But we have, we have the power, man. But you get the power, then you don't drive your car. Then you get the girl. Right. We have the power to just make it go back down again. Just don't fucking drive if you can or whatever. Commute with somebody else. All right. Do your part this week to fuck over the fucking oil companies and drive less or commute or stay home one day when you were going to go out or ride your bike. Do something like that. Fuck these fucking greedy cunts who create a shortage on purpose so they can try to make up all the money they lost in 2020. It's fucking disgusting. I saw a thing the other day, you know, they're trying to, all these fucking Trumpsters are trying to say that Donald Trump was right about the fucking oil and all of that shit. It's fucking hilarious. He was right about the oil. Yeah, well, so is Jimmy Carter, but he wore the wrong color fucking tie, right? Jimmy Carter made that same fucking speech in the late 70s. Said this country is addicted to oil. He put solar panels on the fucking White House. And he was viewed as weak. And then 40 fucking years later, a guy with a red tie says the same goddamn thing, minus the solar panels, and he's considered a fucking god by the same people that thought the other guy was a fucking weak person. All right, now I'm not just going after conservatives here, because if the exact same thing happened reverse, where a red tie guy said it, the blue tie people won't listen to it. What are you saying here, Bill? I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just, I don't know. It's fucking unbelievable. All you got to do is have a fucking... Different colored tie and people get like hypnotized and they won't fucking listen to it. Oh, gee, Bill, you're so goddamn smart. I know, I know. But I think I do make some good points here. All right, everybody, it's Indochino. You know, from weddings to work functions to weekends out of the town, it's always the right time to dress to impress, especially in clothes that fit you perfectly. Indochino makes high-quality custom-fitted suits, shirts, and casual wear 
all at a surprisingly affordable price. Oh, will you look at that. Um, you can customize everything from suits and shirts to chinos and bomber jackers, jackets at prices more affordable than you might expect. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. Get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Every piece is made to your exact measurements, and you can custom uh, you can customize every detail. Choose everything from about your suit, including the fabric, lapel, monogram, and statement linings. Make a statement with your lining. Create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly. They're always adding new pieces so you can uh, stay on trend and in style. The best part, Indochino suits start from just $4.29 and shirts from $7.9. This season, dress to impress on every occasion with Indochino. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using the promo code BURR at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H- INO.com promo code Burr. Oh, look who it is, everyone. It's True Bill. Do you know why? Why? Free trials renew without your consent. It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download True Bill to take control of your subscriptions. This is a great idea. True Bill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. Like Matthew B., Matty B, what do you say there? He says, in a matter of seconds, I've saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill. Saved $120 for the year on my Sirius XM bill. Saved $840 a year on car insurance. Don't fall for subscription scams, man. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash Burr. Go right now. Truebill.com slash Burr. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash Burr. Read some of the uh, the questions. Some of the questions here. Um, oh, some of the uh, the advice here. Now, I, I you know I said for the final time, you know John Bonham's a better drummer than Ginger Baker. He just is for what he's doing. He's playing rock music. He's better. All right. Ginger Baker had more in his vocabulary. You know he could do the jazz drummer thing. But as one of my friends said, was he one of the greatest jazz drummers of all time? No, he was not. All right. <laughs> Tony Williams fucking smoked that guy. Elvin Jones smoked that guy. Max Roach smoked that guy. Buddy Rich smoked that guy. But as far as rock drummers go, John Bonham is the greatest of all time. All right. That's my opinion. Dear Bill, dear Bill Bonham, thanks for being such a funny bastard. I've managed to get my mom hooked on your specials and she always puts them on whenever I visit. Oh, that's really nice. I really dig your discussions on drumming and music in general, too. Um, and as far as the question, oh, let me talk about something right now. You know, there's a show out right now called, uh, Pam and Tommy, where they really try to make Tommy Lee out to be this really like sort of dumb guy. And, um, which is really a shame because if you listen to the guy's drum parts in, uh, all of his work throughout his career, Motley Crue, throughout everything, 
He's a fucking genius. And I know a lot of drummers out there, you know, they get into how difficult something is and the technicality and what time signature it's in. Like what that guy does, he plays for the fucking song. I was listening to that wild side today and just how he, um, that little break when the band cuts out before they go into the chorus, how each time, how he, he brings up the intensity of what he's doing to, to build the momentum of the song and the originality in the drum parts that fit fucking perfectly with the song. Okay, you're not, you're not a mouth-breathing moron. Um, I do know it's just a TV show, but that's been bugging me because I got to be honest with you, whenever I sit down to try and learn a Motley Crue song, I am always blown away by the drum part. Like, why the fuck did he come up with that? You know, and there's a lot of cunts out there, young cunts that are on fucking YouTube that, you know, you're just getting spoon fed all of these fucking licks. And then you sit down and you learn how to play them and then you connect them all together and you play 90 fucking miles an hour and you think you're fucking better than these guys. But like when somebody comes in with a guitar riff and you actually have to come up with a, a drum part that not only fits it, complements it and elevates it, that's an entirely different thing. Um Having said that, a lot of the young drummers do fucking blow me away, but I think that's becoming a lost art where it's just becoming chops because these kids today, I tell you these goddamn kids, the way they play, I mean, their chops are fucking unbelievable. Um, all right, here we go. As far as the question of Baker versus Bonham, I find that Ginger's playing is a little more dialed back, not boring, but his energy is definitely on a shorter leash than Bonham's. I can see how his fills leave something to be desired. That being said, his solos are really well-spaced. No, his solos are incredible. Uh, they have a certain galloping quality that I find hypnotic. I wouldn't argue with that. His solo in Blind Faith's live performance of Do What You Like at Hyde Park illustrates what I'm getting at. I recently watched that. No, I do think he's amazing, but I mean, we're talking about the genre of rock. That's, you know, I got to give it to Bonham. John is the, ma- is the man, though. I don't think Ginger's comments about him not being able to swing a bag of shit were called for. Yeah, I thought that was just all jealousy. I guess that's just how old jazz dudes looked at other musicians, though. We all know how fucking great those triplets are. Uh, what about the Purdy Shuffle he plays on Fool in the Rain or Cashmere? It blew my feeble human mind when I found out he was playing in a different time signature from the rest of the band in that song. Is that true? I didn't even know that. I honestly love both players so much, but Ginger's overly salty attitude gives him a deduction in my book. Yeah, that really is a shame because everybody looked at him like he was one of the greatest of all time, you know? So he should have just taken the compliments instead of being a cunt and fucking trashing all these other people that were getting compliments. Gee, I know a few people like that. I've been like that. Um, I'd like to acknowledge Mitch Mitchell from the Jimi Hendrix, Hendrix experience as an honorable mention, too. Yeah, he was a fucking beast. Um, he had those same jazz roots and vibes as Ginger, but he definitely had a brighter and more livelier personality in his playing. I could listen to his parts on Manic Depression over and over. Uh, anyways, that's all I really have to say. Looking forward to your future projects. You know, I, those are all great points. I think I would get more into Mitch Mitchell. I just feel like the recording of that music... It's really muddy, and I feel like it exists somewhere between before stereo and after stereo, where, um, you know, his drums are really low in the mix, I feel. Or maybe my ears aren't good enough to pick up 
I mean, I know the guy's, you know, killing it or whatever, but I like when I, I watch, when I want to watch Mitch Mitchell, I try to watch something on YouTube where he's playing live because then I feel like everything's at the same level and um, I can really hear what he's doing. All right, driverless future. Dear Billy Goodyear, I'm not sure if you're following this, but there's a push by certain agencies and private equity groups, people with lots of money, sometimes with lobbyists behind them, to ban the use of self-driving cars. Granted, it would be years till this happened if it did. What are your thoughts on this? My first thought is, what are the, what's their problem with the way we're doing it? You know, I know there's a lot of bad drivers out there. I know that, you know, I, I'm, I don't know. I feel like there's too many people, so we got to have s- certain people get taken out by car accidents. That's too dark. I can't say that. And the deer population will be out over the fucking, over the goddamn horizon. Anyway, the learning curve of AI would mean that the first few years could yield more accidents than manual human drivers. Dude, I am not getting in a car. That's like sitting at the front of the train like the conductor and you see that other train coming at you and you're like, ah! (laughs) That's your last moment. I want to be in the back in the dining car going, can I get a turkey sub with some Lay's chips, please? Boom, lights out. Uh... I think I'd, I'd hate to have to be told what road to drive down to justify to my car system that I need to pull over to send a text, make a call or eat a sandwich on a side street or maybe even some teenage funny stuff. What are you talking about? If it's self-driving, you could be banging in the car. Dude, people are going to be fucking in the car. Texting, shaving. Uh, I'm not against progress, but I see the death of romance coming. Uh, There's something romantic about being able to travel freely. Wanted to get your big brain take. I know that was fucking sarcastic. Congrats on your beautiful family. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I don't know what that is about. Um, The only thing that I could see about that is the people that are are behind it have a lot of money in self-driving cars. And there's some sort of thing in there. And, and it will all be done out of concern for our own safety. You know what I mean? And then it'll take it, you know, and they'll say like, well, when you get on a plane, you don't fly the plane. There's a pilot. You know, when you get on a boat, you have a, you have a captain. And you get on a train, you have a fucking conductor. Not a conductor. What do you call it? An engineer. Right? They'll say that shit. Um, I have to tell you, driving my old Ford truck, you know, on like a Sunday, the window down and it's manual and it shifts on the column. It's just one of the great joys I have in life. And, uh, I'm going to teach my son and daughter how to drive that truck, which I think is a really cool thing. Um, it is one of the cool things about being an old dad is, uh, you know, you were around for a lot of cool shit and your kids are going to know all the new shit. They can teach you the new shit and then you got all this cool old shit. Um, I mean, I don't know how many kids in my daughter and son's generation are going to know how to drive a stick shift, let alone one on the column. That's pretty fucking cool, I think. Um, in fact, I think my daughter's first car, I'll probably get her an old car 
that has uh, that's a stick shift, you know, just so our kids or our friends can see. Uh, I don't know. I'm a weirdo like that. Like you know, there's a Mustang out right now. I went. And I saw it with Dean Del Rey that had looked like a Hearst shifter. Uh, it was Battleship Gray, and it was a six speed. Um, I was talking to Dean. We saw that thing like fucking six months ago. He goes, dude, I think of that car every day. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what, I, 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 I do think that, um, what basically happens as far as like control goes over people, the bigger the, 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 the flock gets, the more control they need to have over people. I feel. Like back in the day, you know, when there was only a couple hundred million people, you could, you know, you could roam around and do basically whatever the fuck you wanted, even bad shit too. So, I mean, it was a much more dangerous place. Um, and then somewhere there was a tipping point where I think now they're taking like too much control. I don't know. That's just, I mean, they're going to have like self-flying planes, self-flying helicopters. They're moving towards that. Um, you know, and they'll probably just blame pilot error and, and, you know, bad drivers and shit like that. Um, but what it really comes down to is it's always about money. That's what I would guess. All right. Plowing ahead here. New segment. Uh, something you knew was too bad, too badass for you. Oh yeah. I was saying like, I own, a, I own like a fucking couple of Les Paul guitars, an SG or two. A three. I have some really good guitars that I, you know, bought. And I love playing the Malcolm Young parts of ACDC. But I have no business owning those fucking guitars. I have an old Rickenbacker left-handed bass. I play guitar left-handed, so. And then I got the, I got a, the Gretsch drums. I feel like I deserve those because I play them all the time. But uh, the, the segment is, what's, what's something badass that you own that you know is too badass for you, but you still bought it? Hey, yo, Billy Red, White, and Baldhead. <laughs> Uh, this last Thursday, you were rambling on about wanting a big-ass truck. Yeah, I want to get an F-250 regular cab with the diesel engine and all of that shit. And I don't know how to fucking... I change a light bulb. That's it. I just fucking love them. Uh, you asked about owning something super badass, but deep down knowing, yeah, it's just not for you. You're, you weren't bad, badass enough to, to, uh, to own it. I immediately knew I had a story you'd appreciate. When I was about 12 years old, uh, 2002... My dad bought himself a 1966 Ford Mustang, powder blue with a white hardtop, mint condition. The kind of car Seinfeld would have picked your goofy ass up in before he invited you, uh, interviewed you about killing flies. Um, this car was immaculate. My dad took it to every car show he could find and got first place every time. Completely original. The leather seats matched the paint job. Dude, send a picture. That sounds beautiful. Still plays eight tracks perfectly. Not one single scratch on this fucking thing. You get it. The car was sexy as hell and everyone knew it. I turn 16 and get my driver's license. Oh, no. At first, I'm driving an old maroon beat-up Mazda on its dying days. Nothing special about it. Represented me well. Unassuming. Uh, never stands out in a crowd. Gets the job done, but no bells or whistles. One day, out of the fucking blue, my dad straight up hands me the keys to his Mustang. He says, it's mine. I'm 16. Oh, my God. He goes, I absolutely fucking love that car, but for some reason, I never felt comfortable in it. 
All of my friends wanted to ride in it. I turned heads everywhere I went. Everyone was jealous of me, but deep down, I was a stupid kid with half a mustache. It made me incredibly insecure and I told my dad I didn't want it anymore. Oh my God, I get it. No, dude, I get that. I get that. Where I was when I was 16, I fucking didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was. So the last thing I wanted was people looking at me. Dude, I can't tell you how much, that's what I got out of that. Um, you know, when you think about the guys that had the cool cars in, uh, in high school, aside from being rich or whatever, they also felt good about themselves and they wanted people to look at them and they felt good. So they look good in the car. You know, if I got in the same car, I'm like, eh, eh, do I look cool? I don't. Do I? No, I don't. And I have that insecurity and I would have looked like an asshole. Uh, Bill, my dad sold it immediately after I gave it to him. A guy in France bought it. I'm from Texas. This French fucker literally had an 18-wheeler pick it up from my house, drive it all the way to California from Texas, put it on a boat. Why wouldn't he drive it to the East Coast? And shipped it to himself in France. That's how valuable this car was. And I simply gave it up. I'm guaranteed to never see it again. I will never forgive myself for that. Young and dumb, right? No. No. No, you weren't young and dumb. You were just... You just were an insecure kid. It was too much of a car for where you were at. Um, your dad was obviously done with it when he gave it to you. And uh, yeah, that's fine. Listen, I fucking look, I would have looked like a jerk off in that car at 16. I look great in my truck now because I love it. I don't feel like an asshole. And I'm happy as hell when I'm driving it. And I don't care when people look at me because, you know, I'm just an old bald ginger. I don't give a fuck. It's one of the great things about getting older. You don't care what people think anymore. Um, anyways, you're the man, Bill. Flew to Colorado to see you film your special at Red Rocks. Diehard fam for damn near a decade. I appreciate your wisdom, but more so I appreciate your ability to make me feel better about my own level of intellect. <laughs> That's one of the coolest ways anybody ever said I'm dumb. Uh, take it easy and my best to the family back east. Uh, go fuck yourself, you bitch. All right. That was a great story, man. That's a great car story. Um, I hope that guy in France is listening, man. Send us a picture of the car. Um, you know that guy's the coolest. I didn't see you. I've been over to France like two or three times. I've never seen a Mustang over there. Uh, Cologne. Hey, Bill, I'm a 33-year-old young man. I say, I say young because I don't own a home or have kids. And while that doesn't make a man, I certainly... It, Certainly makes me a young boy man. Yeah, I know. You're sort of extending your adolescence. I, I did that for a good 40-something years. I recently ran into my ex's friend, and we started talking about everything that happened. Uh, she had questions about why we broke up. After a few minutes, she asked me about the cologne fight we got into. I barely remembered it. We once had a conversation where I said I'm not into it anymore, and I don't want to smell like other dudes who bought the same shit. I didn't think much of it, but apparently she thought it was a red flag that I didn't want to ever wear cologne. She told her friends I was immature in that way. Why is it a red flag to not wear cologne? I told her cologne was for college kids and dads with office jobs and that cologne was immature for people wearing it. Her friends laughed and agreed. She said that my ex has brought it up more than once. I said, oh yeah, three years together and that's all she has to say? That sounds immature. 
Her friends laughed. I even said, shit, there's better ways she could. There, there's better. Wait, shit, there's way better things she could have complained about. Her friends laughed even more. I need your opinion on cologne in general. I also need you to tell me it's okay that I asked the friend out for coffee to laugh some more. We're hanging out next week. <laughs> um, I don't know. It sounds like you hit it off with her. That's funny. She said that my ex brought it up more than once. I said, oh, yeah, three years together, and that's all she has to say? That sounds immature. Her friend laughed. I even said, shit, there's way better things she could have complained about. Her friend laughed even more. I need your opinion. Uh, my opinion is you're going to start banging her and she's going to end her friendship with her ex. That's what's going to happen. Uh, my feelings on cologne. Um, cologne to me is an old guy thing. And I love old guys that wear cologne. There's something funny about them. They're still dyeing their hair. They got fucking a gold bracelet. Uh, the guy that has the hanger next to me where I, where I got the helicopter is, uh, he's a cologne guy. He's a fucking badass dude. He used to fly in the Israel, uh, Israeli, uh, military, you know, he's got a really fast plane and he has a fucking Robinson R44 and he has this little helipad that he tows it on. And when I tell you that helipad is just, has got one inch on either side you know, or you're going to fall off that fucking thing. And he lands it on there like a champ every time. And he wears cologne and I think it's great. As a young person, I don't know. I'll forgive you if you're young, but if you're somewhere in between college age and some old guy that used to fly for the military of a country, uh, yeah, it's pretty cheesy. Um, I would say if you want to smell good, just go with a really good smelling lotion. You know, it's good for your skin. It keeps you wrinkled free. You look good. You smell good. You got a little glow going, but it smells more like, uh, it doesn't smell like you have a van and you're going to try to fuck her on a waterbed. I think cologne turns a lot of chicks off. I would think, unless their dad had it. Um, then you get into all that weirdness, whether he paid attention to her or not, they're going to be, you know, I've just been chasing that cologne smell my whole life or like, I'm a daddy's girl. All right. Wife bitching about nudity on TV. Dear Billy bitch bastard motherfucker Burr. Jesus, you just went with the cursing me out version here. Hang on, I can drink some water. I'm still dehydrated. Linda Billy Blair over here. Uh, my wife, you know what? Food poisoning is really the poor man's colonic. I'll leave it at that. Uh, my wife recently threw a fit at me watching the HBO series Ballers because of the amount of female nude scenes. She asked me to stop watching it in front of her, uh, did not respond to, to my asking if she preferred I watch it in private. Oh, did not respond to my asking if she preferred I watched it in private and went on to on a whole tirade about society objectifying women and told me I just watched the show because I want to feel what it's like to be built like a shit brick house like The Rock and be able to get any chick I wanted like him. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why you watch TV and movies. When I was growing up, that's the whole fucking reason you watched it. Burt Reynolds, all of those guys. 
They were all good-looking guys. They had mustaches and cool cars, and all the women wanted to bang them. And I know all of that has gone by the fucking wayside, but I guarantee you, to this day, if there's a good-looking guy and he's pulling off a mustache and he's in a cool car and he feels good about himself and he's not really paying attention to the hot chicks, they're fucking drawn to him like a magnet. It's just, it's just is. It is what it is. And don't let these feminist fours and fives, these mediocre-looking chicks, try to mind-fuck you and tell you something different. It is what it is. Hot chicks will always like a cool guy in a cool car who's not really paying attention to him. All right, I told you I wasn't in charge of casting. I told her I wasn't in charge of casting, unfortunately not able to choose actresses she found unattractive slash non-threatening. Ooh. I mean, you went, you went right for it. I happened to fall out of interest with the show anyway, since it's basically just Entourage, which I love, not saying anything bad about fucking Entourage, uh, with athletes instead of actors. Also, it's basically Entourage with athletes instead of actors. Um, is there a way guys can win this argument, though? It seems the only way to win it is by, having it, is by not having it all and changing the topic ASAP when it comes up. But wanted to seek your wisdom for better methods that allow men to feel like they still have balls. Socks and Bruins suck. Go fuck yourself. Well, the lovely Nia just came in. First of all, Bill has no wisdom, so I don't know why you're asking him for any kind of advice. No, look at you. <laughs> Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Come here, Coming gorgeous. Hot, hot, hot. Coming in hot. Um, all right, so. What's happening? This guy was trying to watch Ballers. With The Rock? The Rock, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's a bunch of nudity in there. Yeah. And his girlfriend got all upset. Bunch of naked bitches. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got all upset saying this objectifies women and you sure. just you just want to watch this show because you want to see what it would be like if you were built like a brick shit house or a shit brick house, however the fuck you're supposed to say it, and got to bang any chick you wanted. And I was like, well, yeah. yeah that's- I mean, isn't that, yeah, isn't that why he's watching the show? Isn't that why everybody watches the show? That's why my whole time growing up watching movies would be like, what if I, I was watching it like, what if I was good looking and knew how to fight? Yeah. What if I that. knew how to make supermodels laugh and throw their head back as they kick their foot up? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't. I mean, that's probably why he's watching it. So what's the problem? Oh, he's just like trying to figure out how to watch his show in peace. The problem is he thinks that she's just, you know. She doesn't like him looking at those girls on the on a TV show. That's what it is. Because they're better looking than she is. Let's not go there. But, you know, I'm sure she feels some kind of way about him, you know, watching that. Yeah, sure. Okay. So what, so what do you think? About what? Should he be allowed to watch? He can watch whatever he wants to watch. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think she should try to stop him from watching it. I think he needs to find a different time to watch the show. That's probably a better idea. Just watch it when she's not around so you don't have these arguments. Do you live together, though? Is there no way that you can watch? You can't watch it on your phone after she goes to bed. (laughs) Rolled over on the other side so she can't see the light glowing from your phone. Three in the morning watching ballers. Three in the morning watching ballers. (laughs) In secret. I actually, I think that's a great point to bring up to her. It's like, am I really going to have to watch ballers at three in the morning on my phone while you're sleeping? Yeah, just let me watch. But I mean, yeah, and her, I think she's, yeah, probably doesn't like the fact that, I never watched that show, but I'm sure... Yeah, because it's about athletes and that whole lifestyle. I think it's athletes. 
That's what I said. You said a- athletes. I said it's athletes. And wait, what is it? Athletes. Athletes? Yeah, not athletes. It's not athlete. It's not athlete's foot. <laughs> athletes. Athlete? No. Athlete. Athletes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's athletes. Now I don't know. You've said it so many. Athlete's foot. Athlete. It's not athlete. It's, it's athletes. <laughs> it's not athlete. He's an incredible athlete. Oh, you're right. It's not. It's not athlete. Athlete. <laughs> My wife is dumb. <laughs> athlete. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so it's about athletes. Athletes. That's what I said. You're saying athlete. No, I said it's about athletes. Yeah, now you said that it. doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the podcast. I have some wait, stuff. Wait, wait, wait. So what's what's on this show that's so offensive? It's just like naked women or just scantily clad women. Like the groupies. Whores. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, groupies. They, yeah, so. That's part of that athlete. Oh, that's what he should athlete say. Athlete life. <laughs> this, it's realistic. This is what he should say. Documentary. <laughs> no, you're, I'm watching a cautionary tale. I plan on being successful and watching this show makes me love you even more. And this is why I'm going to stay with you. Appreciate you more now that I've seen all these. Well, you know, I listen. Yeah. He just, he can watch whatever you, as long as he's not running around trying to have that lifestyle in real life, it really shouldn't be a problem. You know what's funny is if she was watching Magic Mike and he had a problem with it, like the others, that same woman would be like, well, eh, you know, it's <laughs> your own insecurity. And I'm just watching. Look, I've always liked music and I've always enjoyed dancing. That's just what I'm watching. <laughs> No nudity in that, unfortunately. Some sensual dancing, but, you know, not really. Yeah, they never show dicks. Not enough. Yeah, because a dick is a weird thing, Nia. Yeah. Because when a dick is just chilling, it, it, you know, it, depending on the temperature, it can just pull all the way up and no one wants to go on camera. It's got to be in like an art. It's got to be like a tasteful way to see a dick because we're not like you guys. Backlit? Would you backlight the you dick? You guys are just like boobs. But I feel like if it's a dick, like a woman wants to see a dick in like the proper context and like a sense. What, what sort of lighting? Do you want flat lighting or do you want like you want shadows? I, I don't know, fucking Martin Scorsese. Why don't you tell me? Like, what is the best way to light a dick? I don't know. It's just trying to make a joke. <laughs> you were sitting there going like, there's got to be a proper way to show a dick. What was the best dick you saw in a movie as far as like you thought it was presented well? Wow. It had an, you know, it's something you'd want to ride. I mean, the whole thing. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a dick that appealing in a movie because it's usually either played for laughs or it's just like really quick well dicks are funny like maybe can you give me that dicks are funny dicks are funny yeah i mean they're funny. i mean if it when it's asleep it's a dick is funny when it's asleep it's yeah. funny <laughs> yeah when they're waking up there it becomes a completely different thing it's like a bad drunk <laughs> I, yeah obviously i would prefer a, an awake dick to a sleeping dick but no, i was just saying a sleeping dick is funny yeah i guess so it's fine. I, I don't really, you know, it's whatever. All right. I don't think about dicks like that. You know what I mean? I've been with the same dick for a month. I don't want to talk years. about dicks anymore. All why right. Not? Why, don't, why not? You want to talk about all the nudity on that athlete show? So athlete. That's what I said. You're saying athlete. Athlete. Thank you. <laughs> you fixed me. I used to say uh, palo. You go, uh, palo. Yeah. I, no, I, I used to say pillow. And you and you said it's pillow, not pillow. 
And then you go Palo. I never said Palo. I said Pello. Say roof. Roof. Okay, you don't say rough. Rough like a dog. <laughs> some people say rough. Like some some white people say rough. Go up there on the roof. No. Oh yeah, up there on the roof. Yeah. But you say roof. You don't yeah. say rough. And I say Saturday. I don't say Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> Come over on Saturday. We'll get up on the roof. We'll, uh, we'll take hear, care of it. What did I hear you talking about? Don't let these fubbers, these four or fives, tell you about. What were you blabbering on about? What were you saying? Why am I blabbering? Because you just don't make any sense. You just open your mouth and loud noises come out. And that's, <laughs> that's like your career for the last 30 years. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's one, of, that's one of the most accurate descriptions of me ever. Bill, how would you describe your comedy? I open my mouth and loud noises come out. I can't argue with any of that. Um, no, I was just saying, you know, they try to say like, uh, you know, like, Women who aren't pretty try to say that the reason why I don't think they're pretty is because society told me what beauty is. Okay. You know, like I look at Beyonce and I wouldn't think she was pretty unless society told me that. She's uh-huh. fucking gorgeous. Right. Okay. I love how you reacted like I was going to say well, something bad about her. I was going to because we were about to get into a fight if you were. So what? what's oh, your yeah? point? What if I was going to pick on some beautiful white lady? Huh? Reversed. Sexy lady person. <laughs> uh, no, and so it's what just. Your, what, what were you saying? My point don't is. Don't let ugly people tell you who. My point is, is like you they should be attracted to. But that ballers thing, where they're just yeah. sitting there, you know, they act like, you know, whatever. They, they get all fucking upset by this thing. It's like, that's how the world is. Yes. If there's a jacked guy with a bunch of fucking money mm-hmm. who every time he takes a picture, he holds his cuff link and looks the other way. And he's mm-hmm. not really paying attention to the hot women, mm-hmm. and he has a cool car. Mm-hmm. They're coming his way. Yes. It just thank you. It just is what it is. They act like the reason they're doing that is because of society. Who thinks that? Feminists. You know, they think that people are attracted to guys that do that because of society. Yes. What does that even mean? Because I of don't know what it means. Yeah, you don't sound like you know what it means. No, 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 no. Nia, this is like a real thing. They're saying like in advertising. Mm-hmm. These impossible standards for beauty and blah, blah, yes. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Impossible for you. Impossible for me. Mm-hmm. We're not beautiful. <laughs> I mean, speak for yourself. I mean, you know, you're beautiful. I'm not. Oh. Nia. Oh. Nia. Nia. Oh. Nia. I'm a, I'm a ball. You're a little cutie. See, I, I, that's my point. That's my point. I think you're very handsome. And I get people in my fucking comments being like, does your husband have a girlfriend? You know? So Listen, obviously Nia, somebody you know what that besides means? me wants to blow you. I, so can, I, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you what that means. What does that mean? That means that she had a bald orange dad that didn't pay attention to her. I didn't have a bald orange dad that didn't pay attention to me. I feel like you're kind of insulting me because you're making it seem like I'm with somebody ugly. And Are you making my ugliness about you? You're not ugly. You just have low self-esteem. All right, Nia. Let's play, <laughs> let's play a little game. Let's play a little game. This is so fucking stupid. You want to talk about somebody who will just argue anything. All right, Nia. Let's play a little game. You have to leave soon, so let's wrap it up. Brad Pitt. Yes. Bill Burr. Which one? Well, Bill Burr, obviously. Nia. Well... okay there we go there we go but like Bill Burr shut up (laughs) I don't want to hear the other one I don't want to hear the other one 
Bill Burr, Mr. Hooper from Sesame Street. Go fuck yourself. All right, that's the podcast. That's the podcast, everybody. Enjoy yourselves. Um, Athlete. Did I say it right? Athlete, yeah. You said it right. Athlete. 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 Pillow. 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 There you go. All right. Athlete. Athlete. Pillow. Um, We're going crazy here. Hey, send me in the words that you said the wrong way for the longest time until you started dating somebody that loved you enough to correct you and not let you walk around like a moron going, hey, I want to buy a couple of pillows. All right. He's a really good athlete. All right. Bye.